0: a brief pause in the beginning, I'm sorry, I blanked, turned ran too quickly. Welcome to our weekly, and well, when we mean weekly, Wednesday night shir coming up to the outside of Batsheva, Chana, Shalom, Paas, i like to give a little, I guess in America they call it a shout out, a happy birthday to... My children, my son today, and my daughter tonight. i like to give a shout out to my dear friend, Avram Nochem. It's birthday, Vav Marcheshven, Shnas Hashishin. He turns 60 years old tonight, the Siddharth Tzvan Zikyar. Everybody with their sarcasm, with their cynicism, say, Okay, buddy, you're halfway there. But I uh, don't hold from that. It should be mayr shmei, should be chaim nitzchim, and it should not be a half point, a quarter point, three quarter point. Once and for all, have gula mitzvah HaShleimu and chaim nitzchim, and we will see. Kitzuran sheikh nefar, and everybody will be with us together, and we will. Be in good shape, Mitzcham. Um, this is Shabbos. Pashas As we're now getting into the exciting part of Chumash Bereshis. As the Rebbe says, this is the Freyla Chavach. Now we live the entire week with Avram Although Avram mention of his birth was mentioned at the end of Pashas Nayach. But the actual life of Avram his lifestyle begins to talk to us and tell us from Parashas Lech Lecha. In the world of travel, um, this Shabbos is Ches Marchesin, which is therefore obviously Misha Torahch Ber of Shabbos. The tells us, and all those that work, toil on Erev Shabbos, reap. The fruits on Shabbos, and therefore, the Adam Shabbos, this Friday, is Zayin Marchesvan. We have spoken at great length, many times, about Zaim Marchesvan, the greatness, the importance, and the holiness of Zaim Marchesvan. <laughs> on Zayin Marchesvan, unfortunately, it becomes a little break between Kali Yisrael, between Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laretz in Eretz Yisrael HaTzein Agdesha they begin to say the same Talamot LeVracha whereas in Khosladis, we don't say it until the 5th or 6th of December depending on the year um huh? The fifth, in other words, it's made of the fifth. Major of the fourth. Saying this, the reason for Zayim Acheshin, we begin to say the same talamot al Again, although we said it in Mashberachah Mir from Sukkis said but the concept of actual rain greatly appreciated. I needed that. <laughs> Since people came to be other regal, they came to visit the Holy Temple, the Beis HaMidosh, Shalish Pom Bashana, and one of the times, of course, was Chag HaSukais, so the person that came to Be'er the Regal, that came to Yerushalayim, needed to travel home thereafter. The travelers traveled from all parts of Israel, and of course, travel was not as easy and clear as it is today. You didn't have the roads paved, you didn't have the vehicles that you needed. So travel took time. The Chachamim made a and they figured out. The furthest point in Eretz Yisrael, from Yerushalayim, a person walking, a person walking, it would take them till Zayin Marhezbin to get home. And therefore, we did not want to impose on the traveler, especially not the person is walking Nebuchadnezzar. So not to impose, and not to cause this person to get caught in the rain, although the farmer's Needed the rain already. Once the summer season finishes, autumn is when they need the rain so that the fields get fertilized properly. Although the desperation for the rain, they withheld their own prayers in consideration for a fellow Jew. It could have been one, it could have been two Jews that lived at that farthest, furthest point of sell, and it would take them that long to get home. To al And they took that into consideration and they worried and concerned about the fellow Jew, so much so that they did not pray for rain and did not say Saint Allah until Zaim al when this person was definitely home. So we already talk about the concept of travel. The pasuk post- in the beginning of the parasha tells us of the command of HaGadosh Baruch Hu Leave. doesn't just say go on a journey. Unlike Neach's journey that had literally no itinerary whatsoever. Had no idea where his Point of departure is, and definitely not, where his point of arrival would be. This was different. The main concept says that Kaddish Baruch Lech go. First of all, lecha, and there's the little child in Cheder is learning Chumash, he is told. Lech Lecho, the translation is Gei Vadaynet Vegen For your benefit go. For your sake But Rashi then says, not just go for your sake, not just travel, but from your land, from your home, from the home of your father. And go where? To the land that I will show you. Commentaries on this passage tell us, this journey, this going, was not the simple, as it sounded simple journey Lech Lecho is a lesson a perpetual lesson for each and every generation as we know, we said the first pasuk, the first Rashi and Beresh Leher Yitzarach Tehid only needed to start from HaChedish Zelachem Reish Chadashim Tehid teaches us laws Tehid teaches us Halacha Tehid teaches us the ways of life it only needed to start from Achedosh Zev, talking about Rosh Chedish, the first law mentioned in Bajr's But the Torah doesn't do that. The Torah starts from the story of B'Resh's Baralekim. Like so everything is a lesson in our lives. So here, this journey itself is a tremendous, tremendous step. It's a tremendous part in the service to God. Lech Person needs to go out to elevate themselves. From your yearnings, from your own desires. Let's use the word desires. From what you're used to, from your regular, from your regular surroundings and environment. The mind of the person gets from the person gets from his father, and the meich is referred to in the many holy svarim as always The mind is referred to as fathers. The person needs to leave all this, leave all of it behind. To where to go out? El Oretz to the land. Oretz means rotzyn. The, where God wants, Ashar Eka, where the God will show you and God will guide you to. We have a question, which we we'll hopefully will deal with yet this evening. Our parsha starts off with a seventy-five-year-old Avram Avinu. In the previous parasha, it mentions the birth of Avram Avinu. A lot went down in these seventy-five years. A lot. <laughs> Kishraish and, and that. He killed his killed father's idols. Everything that happened over here, none of this is mentioned. We don't have any mention of, of, of Avram Avinu's greatness, of the great deeds that he has done, that he performed. But, we start here, with a 75 year old man, who, according to what we're listening to here, had very few virtues. So much so, he's being told, change your lifestyle. Change atzachal, melatachal, even beis even the way you think change everything. Because you're going to now go in God's path. What do you think this man was doing for 75 years? So obviously we know Avram Vinu was a very holy, pure man. And he behaved that way. And still in all, he has this commandment from God directing the lechas, we call to leave all this behind. To go out of it, we got a major question on our hands. If you were talking to somebody that needed to change his lifestyle, he needed a new lifestyle, he needed a new form of behavior, a new way of his schedule, of his day, etc. His action was frowned upon the way he behaved. His behavior was questionable, to say the best. Telling this person, change. Leave it all behind. Okay. But Avraham Avinu? Avraham Avinu, who was doing, he was the perfect person, the first Jew. What's going on? Perhaps we explain this according to what we see in the way a person serves God. No matter who the person is, there's always some kind of hiccups. There's always some kind of hindrances, some kind of stumbling blocks that get in the way of the person. And sometimes, these stumbling blocks work. They're distractions. They're deterrents. They put people on a detour in different places where they shouldn't be, according to data But it's allowed. It's permissible. For example, Limad HaTeirah. Learning Teirah. The study of Teirah we're taught the study of Tera one should stay should study and sit and involve themselves with Torah day and night beautiful I can't I'm not capable or as the B'mitzvah says we don't have time we need to do other things. We need to work. We need to live. Tells us the Tata. echad echad Laila. Learn something in the morning and learn something in the evening. Just learn more than you're used to learning. That extra minute, and you're showing the yisa. You're showing the effort, and you don't have to torture yourself. You don't have to involve. I mean, you have to be, live a life, obviously, but it doesn't have to mean that you're totally, totally, um, not a moment without study of teda, because there's so much, other, so many other things you need to do. So much more that has to happen in your life. The same thing with tefillah. With prayer. With davening. According to Hilkas tefillah, a person has completed his obligation even if he doesn't understand each and every word that he said. We tell a person, another mispal, elamatech ke vidreish. A person needs to do a proper preparation for davening. The Gemara, if you're keeping score at home, Mesech like the Shabbos, Yidam Aleph tells us: it's sufficient if you place your hand over your heart before davening. And say, okay, I'm ready to daven. And the same thing with tzedakah. can't give more than you have. And if you have, you can give a tenth, tithe, maximum a fifth. And so many different other mitzvahs that have so many, not loopholes, Chaz <laughs> They're not loopholes. They are simply the way to complete the Torah and the mitzvahs to the fullest of your capacity. Therefore, says the Torah, go out of your Arzucho and Go out of all these restrictions that are holding you back. Be Mahader, improve, do beautiful, beautify in the way you learn Torah, the way you keep your mitzvahs. That a person shouldn't even think what's my obligation and what's the What must I do and what would I be doing over the board, over the top? More than necessary. But the person should be keveya in his heart that he's giving himself over totally to God's wants. And he doesn't look at all what he wants, what his own wants. He doesn't think at all about all the other things, the worldly things. And he only will live according to the word, letter of the law of the Shulchan Aruch and of the teda. And then he would be put and all these things. Because he would have nothing else to do except for Ratz and Elyin. Tzemach Tzedek had a story. The Altarevah came to him and told the some I'd like to give you a gift. Tzermach was curious and said, What gift would you like to give me? I'd like to give you the gift of Tera. I'd like to give you the gift of Tera. Monsidhic said, No, thank you. He said, No, thank you. He told his grandfather, no, thank you. How how random. I want to do this on my own. I want to do this through my own work, my own toil. Later years, down the line, I said, water, a couple of years really when well, the tzedek came, the Tzemach Tzedek, the learned person that he was, with the knowledge that he had, Tzemach Tzedek said, I regret it. I regret not accepting the gift. Let's understand. We're not talking about the average Zayda and Enakel. Talking here about the Tzema And his Zayda, the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe offers the Tzema Chtsedik, and the refuses. Then, gonna then, in later years, Tzaddik regrets his decision. My, hi! What happened here? What was the Tzaddik? How is it possible? But the truth to be told, Samachsadik said, honestly, to receive the amount of teda, and the level of teda, that the Altarebbe was offering me, I didn't think I was ready for it. Hence, I refused. But, now, I look back in retrospect and I say to myself and I realize what I could have done had I had this Tata that my grandfather wanted to give me with all that I've re- achieved now in my years how much greater, how much further, how much more I would have achieved had I had that as well all these levels are something that one needs to achieve and we can only achieve them through blood, sweat and tears and of course once achieved the person can move ahead, can forge ahead can make a life This is, therefore, as the had said, how he knew, had he known, excuse me, how much further he would have gotten, how much more he could have done, how much more he could have accomplished, how much more devotion, how much easier it would have been for him, how much further he could have gone. I'll tell us, sages tell us, as we spoke before, with that question that we came up with, which everyone should be asking that we all know that at the age young age of three, young and ripe age of three, Avramavinu recognized his creator. And at that point, he started to spread emunah sasham, the belief in God. He was thrown into a burning furnace and came out alive unscathed because of his complete emunah in God. And now, as we said, the Taylor begins with a 75-year-old man. All these chapters, a minute. Not enough. The trader does not find it important and relevant, apparently, to tell us this, to try to give us, to depict us, who this Avraham Avinu is, that the Almighty is talking to, Even by by Nayak it says, Nayak is sadik, Tzadim Hoya. He gives him praise, he gives him a status. Tera says who Neach was. And yet here, we heard in the land of Pashat Nayak, Terach had a child, Avram. Shalom. No significance, no relevance, no spiritual level at all. The truth to be told, as Teda is Lashon Hedah, and everything is a lesson to us in our lives, the Taylor here is looking to do something to bring about the general concept of the jew just like avram only comes to uh, comes about at the age of 75, in Pashtunakacha. And here will begin his journey, the sovereignty and the journey of the Jewish nation. Till that point, truth will be told Avram was a regular citizen. His Seichel His understanding, his knowledge gave him these ideas, these thoughts, these ways of recognizing Hashem. Very, very high level. And in this, he was unique. He was a one and only. This does not give him a speciality, does not give him anything, rank of any sort, higher than any other Jew, any other person. A connection such as this, that Avram has with HaKadosh Baruch Had a limit. And the fact was, it all went according to his understanding. Although, although, he went beyond understanding, really, because he went to the level of Messiah Snefesh. Messiah nefesh is more than just understanding, because understanding tells us. I'm doing this because of the logic behind it. But when I do something with no logic, I'm beyond my understanding. But even this mysterious nefesh, even this abnegation that he presented, was limited. The connection of a Jew to God is not what he can logically present. But rather the connection between the Jew and God is like a connection between a son and a child, a son and a father. As we said, and we see, an apple doesn't fall far from a tree. The son is like one with his father. This is already the deep essence of this, the existence of the person. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who chose the nation, the Jewish nation to be his own nation only a baruch who could form such a bond between himself and the nation, and therefore, as we say in the Haggadah, kirvanu laveidosei. The Almighty can brought us closer, because only the Almighty's work will that happen, and this begins. The roots, this begins, the foundation to this, with the commandment, Lech Lecha. This is the main point that KAD said to Avram: Leave it all behind. All that you've done till now was wonderful. The alt-control-delete. You're now going on a new mission. You're going from the standard person... (laughs) That's so funny. Huh? No, because was, I was planning on that. Oh, really? Yes, you didn't tell me which monogram you are using. Okay, fine. That's the one. When a person ties himself to the mahus, to the essence, this is higher than anything that a person's boundaries could possibly achieve. This also now brings about the searching from depth of every Jew. The searching from inside. The bond between the Kadesh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael, Where we start, Lech Lecha. We start with each and every Jew. Each and every one, each and every member of Am Israel, Whoever it is, is tied to God with a Kesher with his full essence and this has nothing to do with Sekhl. and when you meet a Jew that until up to now has not had this revelation don't wait to teach him and to enlighten him on everything that how great and beautiful Teda is start immediately with the concept of la become a god-fearing person Ad-rabah. by keeping by want the wants of God you can then come to understand and can attach to all the other things there is a nice Chosid and that's a so that lives with the Rebbe. Till today. He lives with the Rebbe to an extent that he still he takes the words of the Rebbe he takes the letters of the Rebbe, and he takes those letters and he, Im, he implants them in people's daily lives. He would go out, he'd meet people, go out on a put on a of film with somebody, and talk to them about God, connection, Yiddishkeit, etc. one such case, he walked in randomly to a auto repair shop. A mama-papa auto repair shop. In Israel. In this mama-papa auto repair shop In this mama-papa auto repair shop he met the husband who was very, very artistic with his hands apparently and he was the one that did all the finishing touches on the cars the paint jobs and all that and the wife who was doing the welding and all the heavy stuff no. the husband agreed to put on the fill in actually he was very happy to see somebody Reaching out to them. Ready to talk to them, ready to just be a friend. As they're talking, how's it going? How's your Parnassah? How's it this? How's it that? Everything's wonderful. The Khasad sensed there was something missing, something upsetting here. Finally, he says, what's wrong? And they said, I'll tell you the truth, we have a 15-year-old son who unfortunately, from the age of five, stopped growing. So he's like a little under four feet tall. And it's not faring well for him in his social life. Needless to say, he has no friends. It's just not, it's not. Very tough. So, yeah, you ask us what weighs heavy on our heart. We've been to every doctor, to every, whatever we could. Nobody had a solution. The Chos said, listen, personally, I can't tell you anything medically what to do. I can tell you why don't you write a letter to the Rebbe? Write a letter to the Rebbe telling the Rebbe all was done, all the tipulim and everything that has happened. And then, I will take your letter, I will place it into one of the Yigris Kedish, one of the books of the Rebbe's letters to people. The Rebbe, many, many letters have been amassed over the years, the Rebbe wrote correspondence with people. And the Rebbe asked that this be printed. And as they keep adding, Svarim books keep coming out, the range of of subjects are not even on the chart. Business to health. And I'll take it, I'll put it inside, and we'll get a bracha from the rabbi. There's a fellow who just put on film for the first time and who knows how long. And they said, You know what? We get a bracha, it might help our son. We went to all different doctors to help our son. Why not? And, they wrote their letter, Chassel came home, put on his gartel, and with great, not trepidation, because the Rebbe definitely is going to give a bracha. But with great concern, said, Rebbe, please, give a bracha, that will be clear. Give a bracha. That will help these people. Help this poor child. He's turning 16. And he put the letter in. And he opened up the sefer to where the letter was. And the Rebbe writes to family the importance of bris Mila. He says, oh no. What could this mean? you know what, let me reopen, maybe if I find somewhere else uh, another letter for them. And then he said, hey, wait, wait a minute, what am I talking about? Where am I going with this? I always see the Rebbe's brach in the letter I open to. Without fail. How could this be less? Let me go tell them what it said. And he comes back to the garage and he says to them, I wrote, I put your letter in the, the Igis Kedish, and the Rebbe says the rele- how important the greatness and the relevance of Bris And they said, no, 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 don't start. Don't start. Is the boy Gimalat? Did he have a Bris? Did he have a circumcision? honestly I'll tell you the truth the father says our friends when the baby was born were all adamantly against it and we also felt that they were right and therefore we had a doctor in the hospital with anesthesia with a clean environment sterile environment that's where he had his bris so the fellow says and I'll tell you the truth it's not so severe if the boy indeed had a bris even if it was by a doctor but it was not his eighth day all that needs to be done is as tough as dumb he comes to expert mail and the male only with pinch; it'll be a little pinch with a, a pin, and just draw an iota of blood. Literally enough to put on the gauze pad to show that the gauze pad has red on it from blood. That's enough. That's sufficient. And then everything, the blessings and everything, will be made for it. He spent enough time with them to convince them. They were ready. Mayul was ready. Now you got to ask the kid. They came to the kid. The kid said, you guys are off your mind. You're off your rockers. It's not happening. Leave me alone. It has nothing to do with me, with my growth. It's back and forth. And all of a sudden the boy says, you know what? Yala. Let's do it. And they came to there's a whole institution that set up just for, it was set up originally when the early Russia people that were coming out hundreds of Russian immigrants were coming to Israel. Many of them, unfortunately, in Russia and behind the Iron Curtain, did not have a Bris. Elderly people, so they set up literally a whole institution, like a hospital, practically sterile and everything for bris and for these older people so the organization still exists and the place is still there so they come there and the rabbi there checks, the expert male checks and he says no he didn't have a proper bris this is not a bris at all they didn't do it right he needs a full fledged bris meantime, they were talking about this about that, the father father bought a pair of tefillin and the Chabad Chassid went his way and they went their way years later, P.S. Chabad Chassid is walking in a mall randomly and he hears somebody calling him hey, Rabbi turns around he sees this, this is Mr. Kadosh. And the guy says, remember me? Kadosh. sure I remember you. Of course I remember you. He says, I bought a pair of me, I took a pair of I wear tzvillin every day and everything. Yeah, we're talking, they're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I remember you. And then he asks him the, 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 the heavy question. remember my son? <sighs> Let's tell you, his heart fell into his shoes. Of course I remember your son. How is he? Did he ever get that bris done? He says, of course he got the bris done. He did the bris and 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 he's taller than you today he's taller than you and he's graduating soon <coughs> so the host said I'd love to attend and he attended the graduation and lo and behold mm-hmm. nice hefty boy <coughs> with head and shoulders above his head gave him a big shalom and a thank you and the boy himself also remembered exactly who he was and what the soul is all about. Going out of your element. Living outside of the box. What you think is the box, but rather living in the box of Theta. And we talk about Avram Avinu's Messias Nefesh. His abnegation. His devotion, his dedication As the end of this week's parsha, Avram Avinu does just that. Avram Avinu, at 99 years old, upon the request of the Almighty God, circumcises himself has a brismila. What greater thing can a person do? What greater Messias Nefesh can a person have? Until that time he referenced as Avram And his name now becomes changed to Avraham. The tailor tells us that what status was he given from God after doing this Bismillah? He was considered tamim, complete. You are now a complete mitsias you are now a complete essence but the Almighty says to him "Is this week's Pasha, chapter 17 verse 1 which means to say with this Mila Avraham Avinu achieved even higher what was this Tamimus that he had The fact was that this bris made that he was now a complete person. The Imara tells us. For those keeping score at home, sechtes mem gimel forty-three, side two. The Gemara tells us an interesting story in the bathhouse. I have to out the background music. When David HaMelech entered the bathhouse and stood there waiting to go into the water realizing he was not wearing his talas cotton not wearing his yarmulke Oh, man, he said, Oili! how terrible it is to me! Woe is to me! She'em b'l-i I'm standing here naked without a mitzvah." But then says the Gemara, When he reminded himself of the bris that he had had, ah, he calmed down. honestly, the only merit that the Holy King David had was his brismillah. He had many mitzvahs. Even if he was in the bathhouse and not saying words of Teda, his mind, his heart were connected to Teda. He had the merit of the fact that he was wearing tefillin up until the point that he went into the bathhouse. Why is it that only the brismillah was able to bring him peace? Some say that other mitzvahs linger. The merit of the mitzvah lingers even after you finish the mitzvah. But this is only an after effect, an after a ripple effect of after the mitzvah, after the fact. Put on tefillin. When the person puts on tefillin, his heart and his mind are connected to God. But the mitzvah is only when you're wearing the tefillin. Once you take off the and you're not being mukayy mitzvah tefillin. You have. Completed your obligation of tefillin for that day, but you're no longer wearing tefillin. You're no longer doing anything with tefillin. when it comes to midst of milah, it's always with him. It's perpetual. It's not only the concept of taking off the milah, but it's the concept of being circumcised, being Himalit once a person has a brismila every second of his life, he is in the level of liya being circumcised. So although this was done when the eighth day of the of the child, when the child is only eight days old, or some people when they're 37 years old, or God willing, some people when they're going to be very soon, whatever age they are now, God willing, they're going to have their brism. Even though the tremendous devotion, dedication, abnegation of that moment that the bris milah is is done, is performed, it lingers, it doesn't linger. The concept of doing the bris is one mitzvah. The concept of being circumcised, of having a bris milah will be perpetual. So therefore, automatically this person that had a bris has with him a mitzvah all the time, perpetual, every day all day long, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week he is doing a mitzvah the fact that he is now circumcised Now we understand what Tabar Malik was calmed about This is a merit that stands for him all his life Although he's done so many other mitzvahs in his day, this is a mitzvah that merit carries on perpetually. They tell a story of Rav Yitzchok. I started late. I five minutes. Heidegger Rav Yitzchok was a holy, simple Jew. A very simple boy. He was 20 years married with his wife and no, not blessed children. Finally, a little baby boy was born to them. And on the day of the bris, the very, very simple bris, bris is not simple, simple I mean not extravagant it was not lavish it was not beautifully set up, it was a table which had a little shmat on it had little pieces of fish on plate, whatever it might have been very simple Suda, the fact that there were candles on the table and a bottle of wine told everybody this is a joyous occasion It is not a regular meal. But he's waiting. Twenty years he waited for this child. And the bris, soon, soon, all of a sudden, leaning on a cane, in tattered clothing, An old man enters the shul. Everybody turned and looked at him and said, Ah, he heard this food. He heard there's a free meal. I do. He's here. But all of a sudden, the Bishak jumps up and says, Oh, oh, hold on. We're ready to start. And he goes over to the man and he brings him to the middle of the shul. And he sits him down on the main chair and he was he merited to be the sandik. And the, ibris, the baby was called Shlema. And the man stood up afterwards, the Sandik stood up after and said, Shlema is like Shlema Hamelech. Shlema HaMelech had one request, wisdom. This child also will have tremendous wisdom. Afterwards they asked the bitzok, what was this all about? And he told them a story. It's a long story, but I'll tell it to you short. He says, I was very, very poor. I really had nothing really to live on. And we just made, we eked out, there many times we went to sleep without food even. And then, one day, I was wondering. As I was wandering I was wondering, by the river banks, I saw an interesting stone in the water. I said, Ooh, what could this be? And I lifted the stone out of the water, and it looked like a precious stone. What do I understand? So I went to the jeweler in the town. Our Tetl had a guy that sold jewels. And the jeweler told me, you've picked up and found the most magnificent diamond there is. I've never seen something so magnificent. I could never pay for such a thing. This is it. This is his fortune. He's now going to become rich. And so the Yitzchak went off to see where he could peddle, where he can find a buyer that will pay sufficient money for this. As Rabbi Yitzhak was out of the house, the messenger shows up in the house with a bag of gold coins, and he pours the gold coins on the table. Tells the wife, "This is for the gem. I'm ready to buy it." She starts looking, and the guy's saying to himself, oh, I get this gem. The priest is going to be so happy because he's going to go into the the idol in the in the church." She heard that. She said, "I, I got to ask my husband." And the husband came home and said, "Layman and Olive is not going into a church. No matter how much money. And then the next day the duke comes and says, I'm looking for a Jew to travel with me. I understand you're an honest Jew. I want to take you. And he takes him on a ship in the middle of the ocean. He says to him, listen to me. I'm going to offer you a fortune for that gem so that I can donate it to the church. And I know you have it on you because you won't leave it alone with your wife. I could technically take it from you now and throw you over into the water. But instead I'm offering you the money. Don't be a fool. And Yisrael took it out and he looked at the gem and he started to admire it in the sun. And he started to praise it. And as he was praising and blessing this gem before it went over to the hands of this baron, he, oops, slipped and the gem went overboard into the churning ocean. And immediately Zeritzchak jumps to the rail and starts to scream, oh no, my fortune, oh my gosh, he's screaming and crying. And apparently it was enough for the duke not to think that he was duped and not to consider him a male going against him. And therefore they allowed him to live, at which point he heard a bus call that said, for this you will have a son. And then the night before the bris he says, a man with a white beard and a beautiful eyes came to me and said, I want you to be my I want to be the Sandik tomorrow. However, I want you to what, what blessing can I give you for the child? Do you want riches? Do you want health? Or do you want wisdom? And as soon as he said he wanted wisdom, the man said, Then you will call him Shlema. Krishna Melech also said he wanted wisdom. So you will call the child Shlema. And Kakava, that's why the child is called Shlema, Ben-Rab Yitzchak, or Rabbi Shlema Yitzchaki, or more formally known as Rashi. Shabbat Shalom to all, as we will go Lech Lecha, on our journey, L'Artsacha, to our holy land, Yerushalayim Yerakidesh, This very Shabbos and Vayera Hashem Elov and the Almighty will appear for us.